Hey, what's up, futurists? My name is Adam Hendershot. I'm back at you with episode four of my podcast, Futurist. And today, I am uh, I'm talking with a young entrepreneur. Um, he's a real estate investor, a personal chef, photographer, clothing designer, much more. I've personally seen him uh, do disgusting things on on the sticks. And if you don't know what that means, the sticks means video games. Call of Duty, yeah. Hey. His name, oh, by the way, his name is Jaron. Hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on? It's a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big goals. See, oh, that's, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. And as an afterthought, we have Zach sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the first episode. Go back and yeah. listen to that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Plug in so, yourself. <laughs> of course, always. So before we get started, so if you want to just give a couple... Instagram handles. Um, what's your YouTube channel for gaming? Because I know um, you, you know, you're promoting that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. If you want to give a couple plugs, this yeah, is, I mean, you know, go go ahead uh, and do that. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all at Spaces. S P A C I O U Z Z. Uh, then YouTube is Jug Universe uh, for, for gaming. It's uh, J U G G, and then Universe. <laughs> it's got a big J as the picture, and then uh, I have a vlogging channel. It's Spacious Vlogs, and they both have two Z's at the end. I mean, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I like that brand uniformity. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, cool. I try to keep it across all platforms, you know. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, you know, and, and just, I always like to set the tone. And I had talked to you a little bit about it earlier, but basically, the purpose of this entire thing is to, it, it's just <laughs> to discuss the future through the lens of entrepreneurship, technology, mm. whatever it is that the guest brings to the table when they come on right. the show. So, you know, in your case, you know, you're doing, you're doing all these things. Yeah. I'm just interested to hear, you know, your perspective on how, what you're doing is going to change your community, what your vision is for that. And even in a broader perspective, um, all these things you're involved in that you have knowledge about, how, mm. how do you see it evolving in the future? So, so before we start, you know, to get into all that nitty gritty, I want to hear before we jump into the future. Essentially, right. let's let's jump into the past. The past yeah. Okay. So, how did you get to the point where you wanted to do all this crazy shit? Because mm. it is unusual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how old are you again? Uh, 21. Just turned 21 last right. month. Right. So not many 21. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so not many 21 year olds are doing these mm, kind of things. Exactly. You know, it is fairly unusual. So I, I just want to hear, you know, maybe. What your upbringing was like, mm -hmm. you know, what what inspired you, what motivated you <laughs> to do all these things that would be considered extraordinary to many. Right. So, I mean, growing up, you know, you know how it is, a stereotypical white family kind of. Yeah. Church on a Sunday and then, you know, just family to get togethers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say we were middle class. Mm. Sometimes we were low, sometimes it was high. You know, we'd always like. You can tell how many times, like how well we were doing, how, by how many times we went to Red Lobster a year. <laughs> it's a good marker. Yeah, exactly. Good right. so, did, you, did you keep tallies? I kind of did. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to Red Lobster today. You know, we're at an average of seven a week, I know. or at three a week, whatever. Yeah. Usually, uh, usually, if we were doing, we usually, uh, my grandpa would save up yeah. all his change. So if he, you know, mm. break a twenty, like all the coins, he would just save them, and then we'd use that towards Red Lobster. And then cool. we just pay the rest. We usually had like almost a hundred dollars. 
Nice. And there was like eight of us going to Red Lobster at the time. So man, you eating? So yeah, yeah, yeah dude, no, like, <laughs> Yeah. So like you know, we were doing you know we were doing like lo- below middle. If it was you know we usually went around Christmas time. That was when that's when it did. So you know if if it was you know higher, it'd be like three four times a year. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was you know. I'll, like I said, I always count them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> every major holiday, we go to Red Lobster. You, that's how you know we were, we so, were doing all right. So where'd you grow up? Grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, for, oh man, 15 plus years, probably probably 16 years. Then I moved here at all places um, for ninth grade and then went back to Utah for 10th and then back here for the 11th and 12th. That's crazy. Yeah, so mm. it was pretty, pretty crazy. I, I would say... Uh, it was last year in March, March 2018. I was just looking online, you know, how to make side money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always, you know, that's always on someone, on, like everyone's mind, how to make more money. Um, I say actually it was before March. I'd say probably December 2016. Um, I found uh, Roy Rick- Rickards. He, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, now I know what it is. It's affiliate marketing mm-hmm. and just grabbing all those links and then getting, you know, at Google ads on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't really like help me with it. They just kind of said, "Okay, well, here's all the stuff," and then there you go. So they just kind of gave you a system with a little bit some some yeah. instructions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have that hands-on approach, like, "Hey, no, this is how you do it mm-hmm. step by step." I mean, they said thing. that they did that, and right. I got I got a personal guy for me. But mm. I told them that one of the uh, the things wasn't working on my laptop, and I had two laptops, and it wasn't working on either of them. And then mm. he kind of just like stopped talking to me after that. I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> it was Compuddy. That's what that's what the." App is called. If you click the link, then mm. you just get money for clicking the link. It was mm. it was ridiculous, and I, I couldn't get on my laptop. So then he kind of just like dwindled down. He just stopped talking, and then I was like, okay, well now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Then I found uh, clothing um, by a company that you know produces the clothes. I just put a design on there, and I you know market it and everything however I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was doing that. I made oh man, it's like five different designs, and I got one sale, I think. And so I mean you know one sale, it was at ten percent, but still at ten bucks. That's that was like. You know, my first yeah. first time getting like real money online. Um, That's a good ass feeling, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yep. even if it's even if it's a if little five dollars, yeah. six dollars, mm-hmm. knowing that something, some action that you put on remotely on yep. your computer, like it's it's cool to look at your computer and see money on it. From, yep. mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, so. Uh, and it wasn't my, I didn't buy anything, so it was someone else that bought it. Um, I bought the second thing, that was a, like a little jacket for my sister, just mm-hmm. so she can be like my uh, my marketer. She can go yeah. out there and just wear it and be like, oh, who mm. made that for you? Oh, Hu- my brother did. Human billboard, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And then I'd say it was kind of, I was working two part-time jobs at the movie theater in Village Inn. Oh, man, it was it was so, awful. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's like your entrance into... That kind of that that world of entrepreneurship. So, let me ask you this: like, what? So, what is what is your why? And I know you said and a lot of for a lot of people, extra income mm-hmm. is their why. Oh yeah. So then let, let's let's go a level deeper. The money is the why. Yeah. What is the why of the money? Right. I mean, just to like bust the people that I'm around and that come in contact with me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's just that's what I want to do. Yeah, I just want to like help. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you know, it's a little cheesy, but I want to help as many people as I can. Yeah, it's like especially people that are like my age, you know, in their twenties or nineteen. Well, even even though, 
you know what what I say. You know things that sound cliche. Mm. It's, it's kind of it does sound kind of cheesy, mm. but you know what what I always say. There's a reason that there are cliches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because it's it's true, and and this is something when you hear something over and over, it means there's a trend going on. Right. Right. In, right. in my opinion, mm-hmm. so my last guest, Alex Russell, another young entrepreneur, go listen to him. Um, <laughs> But he said the same thing. That's his, his biggest goal, his biggest why of entrepreneurship is he just mm-hmm. wants to help as many people as possible. Yep. So when I keep hearing that from people in our generation, that excites the fuck out of me <laughs> because that's, that's my ultimately my, my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's just cool <laughs> to see that the mindset from the past generations and from my perspective as a whole is shifting from you know, I want to make X amount of dollars so that I can have X amount of material things or I can yep. do these this many things or whatever it is. But now the focus is changing to I want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So w- with that said, how, how do you see every, like kind of that consciousness and that intention shifting more towards, you know, it's a little more altruistic. It's a little bit more meaningful like how do you see that changing our communities as a whole you know when me and you are the ones right really controlling the economy how how do you see that playing out i mean you can't really get money without having customers so if you don't want to help people then they're not going to give you their money right so it's kind of like a it's a it's a give and take you know i mean you have to produce a good product and Mm -hmm. that'll help them out for you to get the money Mm -hmm. i mean that's just the biggest thing Mm -hmm. so without that you know I mean, there's a lot of places I've worked for that don't really care about their employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say any names, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it starts with a W. Everyone goes there. You know what I mean? <laughs> All roads lead to there. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And I want to I wanna mostly help the employees. I want to change the way. Mm. And that's one of my things, uh, changing the way employees feel at work. That's mm. like for the main business that I want to do for Spacious Inc. Yeah. So that's really interesting that you said that because I think a big misconception that people have is that the employee works for the boss Mm -hmm. and then the employee also works for the customer right so that's like that's a lot of pressure on the on Mm -hmm. on the employee so Mm -hmm. in in reality and in my belief but let me get your feedback on this it really should be that you know the um the support goes from the top down yep right oh yeah so it's like the the employer should really be serving the employee mm. and in return the employee serves the customer right because you know where where are they gonna where, where's the employee gonna get the motivation right to do anything to do anything mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day I think it's been proven over and over with classical conditioning positive reinforcement that's the best way to get the best results I mean we need more entrepreneurs more business owners more oh, yeah. leaders investing in the people mm-hmm. you know um, totally on the same page about that so and and I feel like that's a huge kind of a consciousness shift that's happening with our generation yeah of course generations you know before us and I think I think already the most successful businesses are doing that right now but I think because of the freedom of information people our age are are able to realize this Mm -hmm. and really act on it at such a much younger age because it does take a level of maturity to know certain level of leadership to to know that your priority as a leader isn't to make 
money as a business owner, but mm-hmm. but it's actually to, you know, support your employees. Right. You know. So. So um. Yeah. So so what 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 do you see with with everyone in our generation kind of like changing that mindset and everyone kind of getting on the same page about what these priorities are? Like, how, how do you see that like changing in the big picture? If that, uh, if you know what I, I, mean. I definitely like, see it changing, uh, man. As soon as we get older, I mean, we kind of we kind of we aged too fast, mm-hmm. and I want say we matured too fast. We just we just went through like years ago. Back in the day, you partied in college, but now we party in high school. And mm-hmm. then, you know, in high school, we were supposed to have girlfriends back then. And now we have girlfriends and boyfriends that, you know, not even Fifth double grade. digits. Yeah, not yeah, even double right, digit right. grades. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're all kind of, and then we get 20 and we're like, we're ready to settle down and we're ready to start a family. I'm like, whoa, 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 you, you're still not ready for that. Like, what do you mean? No, there's, so, there, there's a lot more pressure nowadays, too. I mean, it, it was not a big deal back in the day, too come home after four years of college and and um i mean after after college at that time you you could you could just get a job right away you could oh, yeah. pay, you could pay for your schooling mm-hmm. um by working in the summertime now i mean we have to we have to take on big boy and big girl loans oh yeah of you know tens twenties sometimes yep. hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> uh, for some private school cases and, mm-hmm. uh, or people who are you know 60 or seniors yeah um but no, I, I, that that's a good point because we, things are much more mature at a younger age. If you go on Snapchat and you look at all the stories oh, on the side, geez. people are people have access to Snapchat at yeah. twelve years old, and mm-hmm. half the stuff even on there younger. is explicit, <laughs> yeah. like extremely explicit. Half the stuff I don't even care to look at yeah. all the time. I'm not some mm-hmm. little bitch or anything. Like, I'm not a child, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. it's like I don't need to even be seeing yeah, that kind of stuff all the time. Uh-huh. I don't want to see that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I told, I actually told. Adam and uh, Adam and my our, our mom. I told her I'm like, look at our sister's Snapchat. Like, make sure like their story side is off because like yep. you have to protect the kids because things are coming at them at a such younger age and mm-hmm. they have to be. Girls are wearing makeup at 11 and at, 12. Uh, yeah, and again, part of that is okay. I don't. I, that's well, yeah. fine because it's it's like it's, it's it's fun. It's well, yeah. it's pretty. It's all dress that. up and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. Here's, whatever. Here's a completely unrelated debate to the sweet to the segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's related to kidding. what you guys were saying, uh-huh. but not to the future. Right. Right. Okay. Well, so, still in the past. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. We haven't we haven't transitioned to the future yet. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Thanks. You got to discuss the past. Yeah. Thanks for the save. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've heard a lot of people say, it, well, okay, it, the basic debate is, what, what is what is the purpose of makeup, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, it's pretty obvious. So, yeah. some, some women that use makeup, you know, um, and kind of use it as a hobby, you know how there's a lot of, you know, YouTubers that, I mean. Makeup tutorials, yeah. Yeah, makeup tutorials mm-hmm. and all these different things. And it's becoming people's passions, yeah, right. And it's becoming their livelihood. It's becoming, uh, you know, a means of empowerment. Let's guess, say. guess why so, Miss Jenner is almost on, a billionaire. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, what what do you see? Do you see it more as this is something that people are using to make themselves look more beautiful, and that's all it's for? It's just a physical aid, or do you see it as, you know? Okay, th- this is a hobby. This is something that can bring people together and create a community. 
Well, I mean, it could. I mean, it has created a community. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole section, a whole genre on YouTube just for makeup tutorials and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's like, why? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. Why? Well, why? And you want to make yourself look better. And even, an even deeper level, even deeper level. Is it healthy? Is it healthy to? Because you could look at it this way. It could be that I see a lot. Of, for me, I see a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. in the heavy use of makeup. Oh, yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, what it's there for is to make you look more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if, if, I'm sorry, I will debate this with anyone. <laughs> um, I don't care how much you use makeup. That's what it's for. That's yeah, what it was made I mean, for, and that's what it's still for. But, but, that doesn't mean that there still can't be a community oh, around yeah. it. I mean, you can still like, you know do your I'm makeup saying? just to like see and just test different things on your eyebrows or so, you know, your eye, you know, eyeliner or stuff so, like that. So part of me holds that the more and more young children are able to to be a part of these communities, watch makeup tutorials and do this. Now, now you have seven, eight, nine-year-olds putting on makeup. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's conscious, that could be in their subconscious mm-hmm. making them believe that they need to put that on yeah. to be a part of a community to be accepted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even my little sister, she's not even 10 yet. And she's like, oh, I need my makeup on. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, I can see how it can be perceived as healthy. Well, this is a community. It's an art form. And I can oh, yeah. see it as an I mean, art yeah. form. I understand yeah. that. I can, and I can see that. But what I, part of me is just a little apprehensive about it because it just kind of, I don't know. It Like like what I said before, it's just, it's giving access to these younger children. Um, it, and it just... It just makes it seem like it's a necessity, mm-hmm. you know, to, well, to be beautiful. Well, and it's and it's not and it's not an argument that makeup was. I mean, it, the reason that it's there in the first place is as a sexual display. That is the yes. reason it's mm-hmm. there. Why are why are our you know male birds of paradise brightly colored? Why yeah. why 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 do like you know bighorn rams? Why do they have the giant horns and horns? Literally, and, yeah. and no. sexual displays are natural in in the world. And oh, yeah. that that that's one of them that we have created because we are more complex creatures. Yeah. But well, and mm-hmm. that, now it was it was that way on both sides. Think about it. Men back in the day would wear war paint. It's a similar kind of thing. It's to mm-hmm. it's 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 to accentuate your features, to accentuate, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to make you more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now a woman's is supposed to accentuate well, her beauty, beauty, not yeah. mask, <laughs> not mask her face. Well, and, 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 I like that. And, and, yeah. and to take it even further. I'm not, makeup's not bad, but so, when they oh, yeah. cake on a whole uh-huh, face, like, uh-huh. I gotta go put my face on. So, like, so you, you guys swag. know, like, pickup culture, you know, how there's these gurus who teach you how to talk to women. <laughs> yeah. They tell you all these little tricks and mm-hmm. frames that you can use to, you know, get laid or do do whatever it is. Get yeah. a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just talk to girls. There's, there's people that teach men these kind of things. Yeah. Big problem. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah, right. But they, 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 they use this term. It's called peacocking. Yeah, peacocking. Yeah. So what what for the listeners that don't know what peacocking means it basically means when you let's let's just give a scenario you know let's let's say I'm a dating guru what I would say to Zach who who knows nothing about women thank you <laughs> <laughs> So what I would say to Zach is all right Zach so here's what you want to do hmm. beside all the you know, the little social things, reading body language and knowing what to say. Here's what you need to do. Mm. Wear something that is way different than anyone else is going to wear. Mm-hmm. Wear a, a bright, I don't know, a brightly colored and patterned 
button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. Something that really stands out. So it basically, but but the key is that it has to match your personality, yeah. right? It has to be a colorful piece of something that makes you stand out. And that what they call that is peacocking, because mm-hmm. immediately when you walk in a room, when you have something that draws attention, people are going to look. And they're going to think, oh, well, there's something different about this guy. So it's it's almost kind of the same idea with, with makeup in a way. Mm. But now it's kind of getting to the point where it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's difficult to it's find. Yeah. Well, it's difficult to find someone that doesn't wear a whole bunch of mm-hmm. makeup, and yep. I think it's going to be increasingly more difficult because, you know, really, in my opinion, a lot of times what those makeup companies are selling, they're selling insecurity. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the commercials make yourself look beautiful. Right. Right. I mean, that's just that's all and, of that. And <laughs> at the saying? end of the day, when you're selling any product, what you're selling is a feeling that the person gets when they use it. Yep. Or a feeling or a lack of a feeling. I don't want to feel insecure. I'm going to buy this makeup. I'm going to feel more pretty like all these other people and then I'll feel less insecure. Mm-hmm. I'll feel I'll, I'll feel better. I mean, they're, so that's they're totally different with makeup feeling. too. Exactly. I mean, if, they, if they have a whole cake face exactly. or even just like half a cake face, they look totally different than they take it all off. Their eyes aren't as big as, you know, they looked with the makeup on. You know, their eyebrows aren't really filled in like they were shown to fill in. The so contours like, of their face look uh-huh. different. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, there's no foundation and there's no rubbing it in, no blush or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's well, all gone. Well, think about how makeup commercials are shot, too. It's all women just doing sexy poses that yeah. don't really make any sense in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they normalized even the commercials and just had, like, women, like, <laughs> Putting their makeup. baby in a car seat, yeah. but had makeup on. Like, no, seriously. Do you understand how much yeah, yeah. it would? Ch- like, everything would change a yeah, lot. Yeah, it if really they would. Did that. That's their Instead of just mindset. having like, you know, some lady in a sultry dress getting out of At a pool, professional like, photo shoot with yeah, the perfect lighting. It's like, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. great. And I, you know, you can be that. I suppose you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But like, if they, it's just about the frame through through which it's you know put out into the mm-hmm, world, and mm-hmm. it's 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 sold as something that's. Sexy in it. There's still sex appeal in it. Yeah, and that's I mean, why. And that's why, Miss Jenner is about to be the youngest billionaire of all time. Oh yeah, and I mean it's like when when you see them with their makeup on and they're a whole different person <laughs> off. That's what because we fall in love with the or we're we're infatuated with the look, and if you don't have that look anymore, then it's like you're a whole different person basically. Well, it's like yeah. I mean obviously that's not all that goes into it, but that's the first thing people see. Oh yeah. We're visual oh, yeah. creatures, and we have to be attracted visually mm-hmm. first. So, mm-hmm. I mean makeup. I, it's not that I mind makeup. It's just it's that, that cake face. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's a whole just, different person. That's like, off. It's like it's just why. Mm-hmm. So I fell it, in love with the I, kind of big eyes, the nice eyelashes, the fill the night. But then you take it all off, and it's not there. So mm-hmm. you know. And if it's just Strange a first date, and you want to have a second date, and I saw you with makeup, and the second date you don't have makeup, that's a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know. Well, it, I think it's also training men to. Really, only value the, the, phys- the, the physical. Outside, yep. Yeah, because that you're creating that expectation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with porn. At the end of the day, yeah, it's like that's setting the expectation. Yeah, it is for what men want. Yeah, and that's not on all really kinds what of levels. It is, no. So, so really, I mean, I yeah, it's it's kind of fucked up. But yeah. before we start to create an angry mob of women under the age of twenty five. <laughs> Let's um let's let's jump on to a new topic, okay? Mm-hmm. Not um, saying don't wear makeup, ladies. Yeah. Just <laughs> do you. Do just you. do it just, for the right reasons. Ask yourself chill. why you're wearing makeup. Just chill. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Just yeah. ask yourself why. Okay. So let's jump into the future a little bit, mm-hmm. into the context of, of what what you're all about. Mm-hmm. 
So let's say real estate. So you can take this any way you want, okay? So what do you see in the future of real estate? So for young people like you getting into real estate, you know, how, how, how did you get interested in real estate? That's even a better question. Mm -hmm. And how do you see kind of that chain reaction going, you know? Because you were inspired by someone, mm -hmm. and now you have the opportunity to inspire others. Yep. Pass on that legacy. Pass on that um, momentum into the future. How, how do you see... How do you see that happening? Let's, right. let's so, just, I mean, I'll leave that up to you. Okay, so basically, it was like, like I, I said that in the beginning, kind of, I touched on it. Um, it was last year in March. Mm -hmm. um, after the clothing, I, you know, I found clothing. I made business cards for my clothing, mm -hmm. and I was passing them out, and everyone's like, oh, you know, it was too high-priced. And it's like, well, it's the same price as, you know, it's lower than Gucci, but more expensive than Payless, I guess. Um, after that, it was kind of still looking for side money, because, I mean, one sale wasn't really enough, obviously. Yeah. Um, so then I, I came across an ad on YouTube of Jason Capital. Um, mm. he, Dating guru. That was yeah, one of the guys I was yeah, talking that's, about. That's, that's <laughs> um, yeah. he, uh, he was saying, you know, he was just chilling in a pool at a big old house. And it was just getting like real level up in the camera and just saying, you know, what aren't you learning in school? You don't want to have a house like this and a pool like this and all this stuff. Well, just give my free ebook. And I was like, okay, you know, and oh, what was it called? Higher status was mm. the, for, the, for the free ebook. You know, how to, how to position yourself as a leader without being a leader. Mm -hmm. And then having the people come to you because they think you're a leader and then getting to go in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're, oh, I'm faking it. But it's like, you know, you're starting to act like it. So when you become it, then, you're, then you have it already. You're you basically have to, ready. You don't have to relearn it. So... Mm. Um, so I got his free ebook, and then he t lightly touched on real estate, and that kind of got me intrigued. I was like, okay, well, I mean, real estate. I was pff, seventeen or eighteen. I was on YouTube, and uh, and real estate came up. Oh, you know how to make free money and stuff like this. I was like, oh, that's a scam. You know, that's how we were wired when we were younger. Oh, real estate. You know, it's mm -hmm. secretive and lucrative. So I mean, you can't really get in there. Mm -hmm. But now it's like it's really simple. Mm -hmm. And an ad came across me the next week. After I finished the ebook, so I was like, I finished one, and then the other ad came up for real estate, and it was mm -hmm. Dean Graziosi, and Dean. he was saying, "Yeah, good old Dean, Dean. yeah, <laughs> Daddy Dean," you know. So, <laughs> um, he was talking about, you know, the there's a wave of a trillion dollars coming into real estate, and to get your piece of the pie now before you know it's taken up in years, you know, to come. And I was like, well. Let's get into it. I had the two part-time jobs. I had enough money to get the course. Um, and then I got the course for wholesaling, and Matt Larson was in there too. Mm -hmm. So, and Matt lives right here. So it's kind of like, kind of all just fits together. I moved from Utah to here. Then I got into real estate, and Matt Larson was teaching the course, and now he lives here. So, kind of like a mentorish kind of feel there. Yeah. Um, so that's basically how it got started. And that was last year in March. Mm. And uh, just been getting it going since. Just looking mm -hmm. at houses, networking with people like you guys. I met you guys that way. Got you look with a little hook, little bandit sign saying, you know, uh, three one ranch, twenty four thousand dollars, owner desperate. <laughs> and then you guys mm -hmm. hit me with that call, and it's been it's been fly ever since. Yeah. So how do you how do you see that playing out in the future? How do you see yourself taking, kind of taking that concept? Because obviously, you were influenced influenced by other people. Mm -hmm. So how do you see? How do you see that chain reaction going? Like, because you're not the only one that was inspired by a video like that. Right. There's 
hundreds of thousands, millions of people mm-hmm. that were inspired by things like that. And now they're going to create their own course. They're going to create their own, you know, following. They're, they're going to flip a thousand houses. Yeah. And then they're going to inspire another million people. Mm-hmm. So how, how, do, how do you see that playing out for you or for in a more broad sense, however you want to take it? Well, I mean, you can kind of you can be uh, from any walk of life and get into real estate and be wealthy and then start funding that wealth for things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do real estate for my whole life, but it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. I can use that money from there to do the other thing. I was going to college for culinary arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a year and a half in. I have a year and a half left. And I just kind of wanted to open a restaurant. And now I can use real estate to fund that restaurant. And the ideas that I have, I want to have it to where every location has a different menu. That way it's different. All Because you go to Village Inn and it's the same everywhere you go. But you know, I want to I want to make it to where it's chef special everywhere, and every location. Then there's obviously there's going to be a section of the menu that the five course meal that I would pick, and mm-hmm. then that way there's some similarity between each restaurant. You don't just go there and it's random. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you still want some kind of continuity. Well, yeah, to be yeah. a sense of familiarity. Yeah, that's why I want the that's to have why a different have that section there to have a different vibe at every place is mm-hmm. a good idea. Though it's gonna be this it's gonna be the same kind of. I want it to be like modern, fast, casual. Mm-hmm. But like internationally in, inspired, sweet. So that's mm. kind of all. All the restaurants kind of. So it's gonna have a little bit different look. Like you know, there's one wall green and the rest are gray. The one, the next place will be all green and one gray. There's some kind of similarity, but different for each. Because you know, Texas isn't gonna be the same as New York. No. So people there are different. I mean, yeah. Every, things are different. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like that's why I want to have it to where it's like regional. Um, so having that real estate, it kind of just. It just opened the door for all the other things that I want to do. You know, the gaming, the food, the photography. It just kind of gave me my entrepreneurial bug to start these weird different businesses that aren't really... Because no one's doing a restaurant that has serving different things at every place. I don't know anywhere that's doing that. And then photography is going to be like traveling photography. So if I'm in um, Iowa right now and someone calls me in Hawaii, I fly down there and I shoot their wedding or whatever and then... It's like I want to have traveling photography, so I'm gonna hire you know people that are want to do that same thing. Give them like entrepreneurial thing and teach them how to manage social media for other businesses. So then you can just so now you're doing two things in one company, and it's like it's just so innovative to me to do all these different things. And I want to have like a help group for like if you're feeling depressed, you can just I don't know how what I'm gonna price it at. It's like four ninety nine a month or something, or like a year package, fifty bucks a year. And then you can just have a your personal person help you with you know through your depression or whatever you want to do because I I just so many young people are committing suicide and it's not even it's not even funny because mm. they just think there's no there's nothing there's no way to get out of their situation mm. so I want there to, I want to put a way there that there is a way and once I become you know way up there you know some Ty Lopez guy I want to find a person that's doing like what I'm doing. They're just starting out, but they're not really knowing how to do it. I want to take them and just mentor them for a whole year, personally, for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I get some interest in their company or whatever, but mm-hmm. mentor them for free to help them get it going. Mm-hmm. Just so I can just, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it is. And I want to retire my grandparents and help my mom. And, um, you know, I just want to help my whole family. And then everyone that I influence, I just want to help them too. Mm. Okay. So, so then you see what you're, what, what you're going to do is going to be innovative in, in the, 
personal development area. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Yeah, is, yeah. That, is that the is yeah that, the goal? that like personal development and just the whole business industry. I want to come at the whole <laughs> business industry. It's kind of it's kind of big, but you know, because I if I do food and real estate and photography and clothing, those are all like four necessities people need: mm-hmm. shelter, food, clothing. It's like so if I dominate those industries or get you know a good enough margin of those industries then it's like well if someone wants oh and i want to do hotels that's mm. what that's what the real estate came in i want to do like um bringing luxury to the average is the motto i have for that <coughs> i want to have like fancy you know 10 star hotels mm. at like a four three star price mm. that's, that's i mean i just want to make it simple for everyone because not everyone gets to experience the luxuries that you know we have or you know we're going to so i want to bring mm. that to them mm. and to show them that you know like i said it's possible, and um, yeah, it's a lot. But if uh, if someone wants to get their wedding catered, I can cater their wedding mm-hmm. and shoot their photography and put them up in our hotel. Mm-hmm. So then I, I just got three all in one mm-hmm. instead of just you know having real estate and just owning <coughs> rental properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Upsells, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and something else, I've just been off the top of my head thinking like a a spacious debit card or a credit card you can use between all. Anything spacious related or affiliates, mm. so like that's actually a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's especially so. since a lot of them are more like not they're like service based things. Like mm-hmm. like they can go to a restaurant a lot. They can use photography for different things. They can yep. buy the clothes a lot. There, some of your stuff is re, not retail necessarily, but like more repeated. Yeah. Use. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if they have a card, like in just real estate, you're gonna have some return customers, but probably not that many. Yeah, no, not a lot at yeah, all. <laughs> so the other ones all kind of would feed into each other. Mm-hmm. And that's Smart. that's why that's why I'm just been like jogging around in my head. You know, how am I gonna get all together? So I've just been reaching out to like angel investors or just the score people, the score mentors, seeing what what they think and just getting everyone's opinion. And the the whole credit card thing for like a, I don't know what I'm gonna call it, but like a I want it to be something because there's platinum, gold, silver. Ruby, I think uh, I might. I don't know. I want to do something that's like a precious stone, but it hasn't been done with Wells Fargo or anything like that. Just mm. to, and then you get, I don't know, you spend so much, you get five points, and then every fifty points you get a night stay at a hotel with free catering or something. Mm-hmm. Just been yeah, you, doing you, all that around. You dangle, you dangle, you dangle a bone in front of people, man. They'll run for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just basically how it is, and I mean. You know, we're kind of going to the future now. The economy is going to... A lot of people are going to be losing their jobs in five years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost want to guarantee it. Yeah, you should guarantee so, it. It's so fair, that, it's that's, that's yeah. what I was going to say. If, if you're going to if you're gonna share your thoughts or insights <clears throat> about anything, and not, not to be kind of like nothing alarming, nothing alarmist. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can easily You can easily say... Oh shit! Millions of people are gonna lose their jobs, but oh, what yeah. do, what do you see the shift happening? Like, mm-hmm. what what do you see? Because, like, something we were talking about earlier is automation. Yeah. Right. So, what are some of the trends that you're seeing, like, in the f- next five to ten years that people should be aware of? Like, what are those things? Well, definitely uh, losing your job <laughs> if it's mm-hmm. a if it's a simple task like ordering food at McDonald's. You're gonna be you're gonna be not doing that for much longer. Mm-hmm. If you're a tattoo artist, you're gonna have one person running the tattoos, or maybe five people running, um, drawing the design on a tablet, and then having a robot arm 
tattoo the person so it's more accurate. You don't have any mistakes or anything. Mm-hmm. And I just and you were saying earlier, radiologists, you know, because you can calculate it better on a machine than you can a person mm-hmm. reading a hundred things, and a machine does a, over a thousand. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people. So that's where I I kind of want to come in and just say, you know, here's all that I've done. You know, come here because uh, I don't want people to be entrepreneurs. I mean. Because you're, you're competition. <laughs> so, like, well, not, well, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur. Not that too. Supposed that to be too. An entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm still trying to change my mindset on, like, you know, that countdown timer really gets me on some things. You know, I'm like, oh, it's going to run out soon. <laughs> I got to rewire my brain to it. But I definitely, I want people to be, have an entrepreneurial bug, mm-hmm. but they don't want to start a business. Mm-hmm. I want to hire them on my business. Mm-hmm. Come work for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so so. What do you think? Do you think it's possible for everyone to be entrepreneurs? Oh, definitely not. No, 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 no. no. Why, not, why not, is that? not every single person is going to want to be an entrepreneur. No, I mean, well, that's not the question. Not does every person want to be an entrepreneur? Can, can everyone? Literally, with that, like, how, how do you see that playing out? I mean, I guess they could, but it, it all depends on you know how <laughs> growing up. If if I was someone in the Bronx and I'd just been, you know, brung up around gangs and stuff, I really wouldn't know about. I mean, I guess the most entrepreneur would be. In the gang related and started to you know so, move so, up in the ranks. But so hey man, so so what you're sling, so, hey so, man slinging slinging them baggies is that's entrepreneurship, man. It's illegal, so. but it's entrepreneurship. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, so Gary V says he would hire all drug so, dealers. So, if he so could. you're so you're talking from the perspective of some people, it's not realistic for them to be entrepreneurs. Well, right. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, what what if it was realistic? Well, then yeah, everyone could be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But you'd also have to like learn a lot, mm-hmm. and not everyone's willing to put a lot of upfront mm-hmm. learning. They'd rather learn over time, like for college or you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, school is learning over time. Kind of, but I feel like the time co- is... I feel like the college mentality is like, okay, all right, I did my four years. Time to stop learning and start working. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. People see those as separate things. Yeah. Whereas, in my mind. The working is the learning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Both at the same time, like almost my my uh, my philosophy is like if you're if you're if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start a new business, or if you want to do do anything really, master a new skill. Even Mm -hmm. you should you should learn just enough. To where you are even able to take any action at all. Well, right, because then you you set yourself apart from. 75% 75% of the population by that just taking a step forward. Just taking one step. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that they plan, they analyze, yep. they organize, they do all these things, but then they're not they're not picking up the phone. They're mm-hmm. not talking to another human. They're not taking action. Exactly. So it's like there's always – now, and this, this, is a, this is like the big debate. Should you – should you measure twice and cut once, or should you measure just enough, cut, reevaluate, see how you fucked up, and then cut again? Does that make sense? I, I mean, I'd kind of innovative and do both. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you take two, and then you cut, maybe cut two, and then you're like, okay, well, probably should have cut three. So then you just a plan, you know, then you do five, and then you cut all five. Well, well what I really meant was like, so you, you could – I'll give a more real-life example. So I want to start a business. I want to start a technology business. Okay. So I could do one of two things. I could either spend a whole year researching and getting all this data, talking to experts, 
getting all this stuff and then take action because I want to make sure that the actions I'm taking are very accurate. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like a machine that's like engineered. You're like engineering it, you know. Or what you could do is learn just enough where you're like, okay, well, I can take the first three steps to starting this thing. And then you start learning through experience. Right. That's the big debate. They both have their pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you if you just want to get it going, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just do the, the last one. Just mm-hmm. learn what you need mm-hmm. and then learn on the, and then do it and then learn as you go mm-hmm. to get better at what you might have messed up on. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have that problem. I kind of want to, I want to make sure everything's right on on a real estate deal. I want to make sure that I, you know, it's the right house, the numbers run, the ARV is good, the ROI mm-hmm. is good for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just put it under contract and get it going. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely say the latter. Yeah. Mm. So I, I would hold, depending depending on what it is. Yeah. I would say, if it's if it's an industry or an idea or something that's never been done before, never been tested. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks it's like, just start doing shit. Yeah. Just do it, uh-huh. you know? But if it's, you know, but part of me is like, if it's something, if it's a, ri- it, to me, it just depends on how big the right. problem is that yeah. you're solving. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with you and I right now, we're running real estate, we're running small businesses, real estate businesses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. With what we're doing, yes, you know, a house is fairly big problem yeah. for a lot of people and we're solving that problem for people. That's really what entrepreneurship is. It's yeah. helping people solve problems, mm-hmm. right? Amen. So, you know, I, I feel like when there's a certain threshold where it's like, okay, it, I, I almost think it's it's good to impact or to measure it by the, the amount of impact you're having on a certain amount of people. So if my problem that I want to solve for a business is I want to, is I want to bring um, green electricity to 5 million people. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a different problem than I want to flip 20 houses. Right. There's a lot more steps. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more constituents. There's a lot more parts to solving mm-hmm. that problem. There's a lot of moving mm-hmm. parts there, obviously. Yeah. So it's like in a situation like that, depending on how big the problem is, the game just changes. Yeah. So if there's a problem like that, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to want to spend months, if not years, researching. Yeah. How the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> I mean, you know how, I how mean? long did it take Uber to get out there? Yeah, I mean. So that, it's like that's a big old process. You have to hire right. people to drive a car, make sure that they're qualified to drive the car, and that they have cameras and the car works fine and everything. That's well, that's a long process, I mean. <laughs> and think about how long. And that's a long process just to do it after they've figured out how to do it. Uh-huh. But but then you got to make it better. <laughs> well, but then think about from the beginning how much of that they didn't think about. Uh-huh. They didn't think about, oh, shit, we need to they, – they probably didn't know about three different laws about, you know, using, you know, ride sharing or mm-hmm. doing all these different things. So they – they probably went through a lot of research and development, yeah. figuring out what can we do, what can't we do, yeah. because there's there's so much gray area because there's it's a new yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. So so it's like, you know, I think it it really it just depends on the size of the problem. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but that that's what that's what like really excites me though. The bigger the problem, you can. You can literally, with first principles thinking, like you can break down any problem mm-hmm. into its smallest parts, mm-hmm. and then just re- like just reverse engineer yeah. any any problem. 
and then just solve it and then just do it. Yep. I mean, like, you know, man, you can do there's there's even new uh, phone carriers now. There's Mint, uh, Straight Talk. That's not very new, but Mint, Mint is the newest one I can think of right now. There's two other ones that are just brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, I said Straight Talk Mint, and there's two others for sure that are just like breaking the mold on these big old, you know, Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, Cricket, mm-hmm. and it's like something else is Grubhub. They started food delivery, mm-hmm. and now there's DoorDash, Bite Squad, uh, Uber Eats, mm-hmm. and I think there's one more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, now everyone's starting to deliver stuff. I just saw yesterday um, an ad for beer delivery. I said, oh, really? All right, that's wonderful. <laughs> so, I love so. <laughs> that sound. That's, wow. Yeah, beer delivery. Now there's food delivery. There's a grocery delivery, Instacart. They deliver your mm-hmm. groceries for you. That's oh, just, yeah. It's just so crazy how the new yeah, businesses like places, are starting places up. Places like Walmart are starting to do that. Hy-Vee, they're starting to do uh-huh. delivery groceries and stuff, too. Yeah. It just I mean, makes sense. And Walmart, they just you, you order it, and they pick out your groceries for you, but you still have to go pick it up. So, so listen to this. So my mom... Last week, she told me this. She said she ordered, I don't know how much worth of groceries, but, you know, a grocery list. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> a decent amount at least. And she used one of those services, mm-hmm. and they had it to her door within an hour. Oh, she's been doing that now? Or she uh, did it one time she, at least? She's done it. That's and, neat. And, and guess <laughs> guess how much she spent to get that delivery. How much? $15. That was the fee. Really? In, in like okay, an hour that or two. Is kinda, okay, and here's the thing. That is kind of high. Now think of fifteen dollars. No, 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 no. no, no. For the gas is not much, I guess. Think, what? think about this. No, think to about have this. All of your groceries. But here, here's the thing. She Damn. buys. She buys like over a hundred dollars. Well, yeah. I mean, then you gotta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, and she doesn't have to move. She didn't have to spend an hour at the grocery store. Yeah. She doesn't have to drive there. She didn't have to do any. Bucks, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Now, that's again, fifteen dollars is not going to work for everybody. All right. Now, now, right now, it's still <laughs> in a scaling process. Just oh, like yeah. everybody can't have a Tesla, but eventually, Teslas are going to be like oh, fifteen thousand dollars, so then everybody can have one. Uh-huh. So, our mom is upper middle class right now. Our parents are upper middle class right now. They've worked very hard their entire lives to mm-hmm. get there. Oh, yeah. So $15 to get all their groceries delivered, <laughs> they don't have to think about it. That's, <laughs> that's a no-brainer, bro. That yeah. is a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Are, they, they get their house yeah. clean now. They never did that even one time for us, you know, growing up. Yeah. They can get their house clean every week now by a professional cleaner. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all those little things that that they just take away. What do they give you back? Time. time. Your time, yeah. man. That is yeah. the most valuable of the well, four currencies because we all have the same amount. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and if you look at what's happening with the most successful businesses now, that's what they're selling. Yeah. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's, and and that's, that's service business. Yeah. That's what service businesses are. There was even a, a one I saw. <clears throat> it's been six months now. I think uh, they deliver toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Every and and you're supposed to you know re get a new one every three months. They just send you a new one for every three months. It's like it's like the shave. It's like well, the it's like Dollar Shave thing. Club. It's yeah. like Dollar Shave Club. Kinda. And they started doing the toothbrushes too. So it's kind of like <laughs> well, because you're supposed to switch your toothbrush because oh, it's yeah. nasty if you every, don't actually. Oh well, yeah, every what was it three to six months? Yeah. And they, and they that. and they just mail it to you with a new tooth new new toothbrush new toothpaste. Now Dollar Shave Club is mm-hmm. getting at them too. So it's they're not you know now there's two people delivering toothbrushes, mm-hmm. but still it's. It's pretty crazy what what's going on right now. All delivery yeah. services, all these new businesses. Well, it's it's just kind of interesting because it's almost like a balancing act. There's so many more things now mm-hmm. to put your time into. Yep. So then, conversely, there's all these businesses that are that are taking away the things that you don't want to spend time on, and that's what they're selling. They're selling you your time back mm-hmm. because 
it's just a fast world now. Like people just do more things. Oh yeah. They just they're just busier. There's more options. Mm-hmm. So it's like now the most valuable thing to people is time. Yeah. Especially in big cities where, you know, it takes an hour to travel like three or four miles. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's like now time is like the most valuable thing that you can have. Yeah. So there, I was looking. I was just looking here. Postmates and Waiter, their new food delivery apps too. Uh, Postmates has like celebrities as their ads. So Iggy, and then there was uh, oh, what's that? Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. They had He's him do so there. And then the, so like, the the newest one is Waiter. It's like wait, and then an R. Yeah. Mm. They all deliver food now. So you know, that's well, here's five the thing. <laughs> one, one, one of them. One of them is going to become the Amazon of that. Yeah. And it's not Grubhub. Yeah, yeah. Or Amazon will buy them out either. <laughs> that's, either actually pro- that's, that's actually that's, probably what's that's, that's one of the things I want. I want to start a business that's not a spacious business, but it's it's you know has its own name, and I want someone to buy it out. That's that's mm. one of the goals do, I have do, right do, now. Do you know like one of the best ways to get wealthy is to build businesses and sell them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's because, actually the number one way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the best it's way. The number actually. one way. And I mean, if someone Most wanted to common. buy the whole, mm. if someone wanted to buy all spacious brand, I mean, that's. I said like hundred billion dollars. I went okay, sure. If they write that on the dotted line, can yeah. I tell you, it's like <laughs> yeah. take it, bro. I'll, All right, I'll buy All my right. island, and that's and that's actually a really good. That's that's a really good point and a good like kind of stopping moment for a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like if you're starting a business and you don't have an exit strategy, just stop doing the business. Right. Period. Because if you don't have an exit strategy, you could be locking yourself in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an exit strategy, you could be locking yourself in a jail cell. It's just because I see a lot of people, they have an idea and they're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to do that thing. <laughs> but you just, you need to make sure that on the back end, wh- whatever you're building, it's something that someone can buy. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like buying, you know, like an asset, like a business that's already working. You know, all the employees are already in the right seats, yep. they're already excited to be there. You already have a lot of sales going. You have good accounts. You have good clients that you've developed good relationships with. It's like that's something that someone's gonna want to buy. Oh they, yeah, people don't want to buy a job. You know, people don't want to buy a job, even no. if it does make them money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's something like I said. I want to work with all my businesses. I want to make sure everyone's happy working there. Mm-hmm. And if there's a problem, you know, three strikes you're out. Mm-hmm. Or or even five because I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like mm-hmm. I was working, I you know I hate to say names, but I was working at Culver's. Mm-hmm. I worked in there for six months, and <laughs> you know I'm I'm an outside of the box thinker, and they have certain things you have to do. So if they just say I want a hamburger, then you put you know the cheese, and then you have to put a dot of ketchup in the middle and two dots on the side, and then two pickles, and then the bun, and then the burger, and then the cheese, and then the top bun. Okay, so if someone just said, came to the drive and said, I just want a burger ketchup only, that means they just want ketchup. So I put ketchup all over the bottom bun and then the patty and then the top bun and then send it out because they just want ketchup. No, no, no. I got yelled at. And I had to do just the one dot in the middle, even though they just want ketchup, and then send it out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, management wasn't liking me because of that. And it's like, oh, if they just wanted mustard, I put, you know, a little bit extra mustard because it's strong, so I don't want to put a lot, but, you know. And that's just kind of like the chef thing, but it's it's all just they just want ketchup, so give them extra ketchup. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they didn't like about you know what I was doing there. So one day, uh, my phone died, 
and like it completely i just i just think it's it, it, it bit the dust for sure or hit the dust whatever um yeah i bit the dust yeah <laughs> i had to write the hit first the time by yeah. the dust. <laughs> you know but um <laughs> and so i had to work at 10 o'clock and so my alarm obviously didn't go off because my phone is is gone and so i came in at two o'clock when i woke up and i said hey you know sorry i didn't i didn't no call no show my phone died i just woke up like 30 minutes ago i came straight here and they said okay well you know uh, we already marked it down as no call, no show, but I'll talk to Dave and he's the, the manager there or the, the owner. And so I came in the next day to work in the morning and I said, you know, I'm ready to work. And they said, Oh, you don't work here anymore. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, you did a no call, no show. And I was like, well, I explained to the uh, head of staff back in the kitchen that my phone died. I came in as soon as I woke up and t- explained the whole situation and I said, Oh, mm-hmm. well come in when Dave's here. So I had to wait like three days, four days to go see Dave. And he's like, well, you know. That's why you get um, a regular clock and not a phone clock. Mm. No, no, oh, you know, things happen, nothing. It was just... Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's that's what's happened with most of my jobs. I do things that are outside of the box. If someone wants extra butter on their popcorn, mm-hmm. I'm going to put extra butter on their popcorn. And it might take my line a little bit longer, but my customer's happy. Mm-hmm. And management didn't like that at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So when when something little thing happens, and they're like, oh, well, sorry, you know, we got to let you go. It's like... Yeah. So that's kind of just, I've been just really starting these businesses to get it going so I don't have to deal with that anymore, having to have a boss. But then also I wanted to help people that are in my situation that are creative. They're entrepreneurs, but they don't want to start a business. So you have that entrepreneur bug. That's why I call them, like, I want to call my employees entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but like intern entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what that's the, the definition of it is. So that's what I want to do with all these things that I'm starting. Mm. Very cool. Because that, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's what people really want. They they want to feel like they're a part of something, they're building something, but they also want creative control. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to say, you know, because there's a difference between you as the entrepreneur selling them a vision and saying, hey, this is what we're building towards up here, but I need you to do these exact things exactly like this every time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you get someone in the exact same Doing the exact same things over and over and yep. over and over, it just gets to a point where it's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, they don't you know, want to work there anymore. Want, you don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. think, personally, I don't think people are meant to do that at all. Yeah. I think people, humans, are innately creative. They're, we're creators. Mm-hmm. We have to create. So it's like if you don't foster that side of people, it just kind of leaves them it dead gets old, gets monotonous. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it, just, it just doesn't make sense. And that's what it was at Village Inn. They had a Cobb salad. You had to do um, egg, and then they put like a sliced chicken in the middle. Um, not not diced, but sliced. And then you had to do it in this order. It was like t- sliced, diced tomatoes, blue cheese, bits of bacon, and then like some other some other fourth thing. And then the sliced uh, chicken on top and then uh, egg around the side. Well, it, just, it didn't look very good. Oh, and then three avocado, like an avocado... A fourth of an avocado split in three. So, like, it looked all right, but it definitely, it was just bland. So I spiced it up. I did it in all different orders. And I had the chicken. I had made it look nice. I got compliments from the waitresses and waiters delivering the food. I got compliments from the people eating the food, the customers. But in the back of the kitchen, I was told, no, it's this way. You have to do it this way. I was like, mm. it's the same ingredients, and I'm getting compliments from everybody. So what's what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. And so some little thing happened, and I, I, I still technically work there. I just mm-hmm. haven't been put on the schedule. So it's like, it's mm. ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. you're not even going to tell me I'm fired. You're just going to put me on the schedule? Mm. Uh, yeah, so that, just that whole thing. 
I want to, that's why the restaurant, I want to have it chef special. You want to do like, I mean, obviously have an outline of what you want to do, but then have specials here and there, but it's whatever the chef wants the menu to be. That's what the menu is going to be. So that's just, that's what I want to do throughout all my businesses. Cool. Get it innovative and stuff like that. All right. Um, I think this would be a good point to wrap it up. Mm. So then what can people, what can people expect to see from you in the next six months to a year? Like what, what, what are the big things you have planned for the future in, in the foreseeable future? Let's say definitely, uh, cars. <laughs> I don't want to be like that, but you know, that guy who just buys a Lamborghini when he gets rich, I want to like, just, just a car that, you know, is a, it's a four door. I want to get the Mercedes GT, GT S it's the four, it's the new four door sedan, uh, GT 63 S there it is. Um, mm-hmm. that, and then just kind of just really getting at least one or two of these businesses up and running. Mm-hmm. Within you know six months to a year, mm-hmm. and something else you know along the lines of uh, the delivery, I want to do coffee delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to start a uh, like a, an atomic. It's gonna be, it's called Beans and Brew. It's just a Utah thing. So I want to bring it here and the spring start you know have my own franchise of Beans and Brew and then have it coffee delivery because I mean that's mm. that's <laughs> well you should well you should bring you should bring something like that here because things from large metropolitan areas are coming here by the droves so. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Quad Cities is getting ready for enormous growth, so mm-hmm. that would be needed. So, People yeah. would want delivered coffee. Exactly. So, and I haven't seen any one delivering coffee. I haven't seen any ads. So, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking, you know, at people that are, you know, trying to get. I'm talking with Beans and Brews to see, you know, how much the franchise fee is going to be and all that stuff, and and then start delivering coffee. Whether I have to use make a make a delivery service just for that, or if I can use that. Yeah, yeah. So, all that stuff. Beans and Brew franchise, real estate. Um, a car garage, well, not in six months to a year, but photography, clothing, social media marketing, a bakery, a help group, and then uh, something like sleep-related. Something like help you sleep, like a mattress, or I don't want to do pills because that's kind of like you have to go through the FDA and all that stuff, but something to help you sleep better, like a pillow or a neck roll because it's spacious with three Zs because, you know, you're sleeping. So I, <laughs> I thought that's really funny. It's like spacious. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's right there. It's yeah, asking you, for you it. Gotta, yeah, so I kind of had to. So I, it's something I want to get into that too. But, yeah. Cool, man. Well, good stuff. Nice. Watch out for him, y'all. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really fun. Oh yeah, Jaron, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Appreciate for sure. you. Um, yeah, so check out, you know, check out the next episodes I have coming up. I have another one today with Joan Arrington. He's another local entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad you guys listened in again. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>